0: Hi, this is Chris.
1: And this is Almy.
0: And we know something about astrology. I'm a Sagittarius. Almy is a Scorpio. Today is Sunday, July 2nd. And this is for July 2nd through July 8th. Happy 4th of July, everyone.
1: Happy 4th of July. Or almost. Almost. <laughs> yeah, happy July 2nd,
0: everyone. Happy 4th of July Eve. Eve. Uh, Anyway, we've got a full moon heading our way very soon. The full moon will be exact tomorrow morning, Monday, July 3rd at around 4.30 a.m. Pacific time. So we'll be feeling that energy peaking tonight, Sunday, and we'll be feeling it all day Monday too. Mm. This full moon is in the sign of Capricorn. Mm. So certain Capricorn themes could come into play during this full moon, themes around your career achievements and goals recognition for your work responsibility discipline hard work and determination sounds fun Mm -hmm. themes around money and finance as well security capricorn also has a very strong independent streak Mm -hmm. it could be your feeling you need to break away from the pack Cancer energy is more about the clan wanting to work with the group. Capricorn has more of an independent, standalone, thank you, I'll do it my way approach. But no matter how many different ways you describe Capricorn, it almost always comes back to business. That's Capricorn's domain, the bottom line. What's working? What isn't working? If something isn't working, get rid of it. That's definitely going to be a theme around this full moon. And full moons are about releasing things anyway, letting go. And there might be some things you're looking to release or change regarding your career, profession, or work life. The full moon will be at 11 degrees, and the 11th degree is an Aquarius degree. Mm. So there could be some additional surprises that come along with this full moon. And I've already heard today from both of my Aquarius friends. Guys, this stuff is real. Astrology is real. Come on. Full moons can bring surprises anyway. So with the Aquarian influence, look out for those bonus surprises. I'm talking about surprises upon surprises. So there could be some additional mental energy involved today, too, restlessness and jupiter and mercury are also in play with this full moon jupiter uh, is going to be at nine degrees taurus mercury at 14 degrees cancer so there could be some exuberance uh, just a lot of exuberance with this full moon thanks to jupiter could be a lot of communications because of the mercury influence and remember the moon is technically in its detriment when it's in capricorn Uh, Capricorn, a Capricorn moon does not like to feel emotions if it can avoid it. So when it has a full moon and then when it's also, you have all these other planets on top of it, causing all this kind of restlessness. I mean, the the Capricorn moon is going to have a tough time controlling things. I mean, Capricorn likes to bring order to things, and it's going to have a real tough time with that. So um, let's see what we get, uh, you know, today and into Monday with this full moon um and then i wanted to do to do a quick pluto and saturn update because uh why not mm-hmm. um but mainly the reason i do this from time to time is because just to remind people that the united states is going through its pluto return mm. and pluto and saturn are the two planets that are really in charge of big changes as to how things work uh either with power struggles either taking certain structures burning them to the ground and creating new ones or creating new systems. Um, But what's going on, keep in mind that Pluto is, is in Capricorn right now. And Pluto is at 29 degrees Capricorn. And that placement for Pluto is about as conservative As you can get Mm. Capricorn is the most conservative sign Pluto is the planet of ultimate power and control and the 29th degree is called the critical degree that's the degree a planet is in just before it's about to change signs when a planet enters a sign it starts at zero degrees works its way through the 29th degree and then starts over at zero degrees In the next sign. So the 29th degree, that's when a planet and a sign are at their most potent. Mm. It's called the critical degree because there's usually a crisis that can come into play at that degree. In this case, the crisis is the United States experiencing its Pluto return. Pluto has not been in Capricorn or Aquarius since the Revolutionary War, the American Revolutionary War, that was a long time ago. And right now, Pluto is bouncing back and forth between Capricorn and Aquarius. And right now, the United States continues to try to figure out its identity. Who are we? What's our place in the world? What do we value? And how do we avoid paying taxes? Mm -hmm. Um, Tax jokes aside, uh, you know, Pluto at the 29 degrees of Capricorn, this is patriarchal energy. It's follow the rules energy. And it's very much the past is more powerful than the present kind of energy. I've used the example of the Mr. Potter character from It's a Wonderful Life as a way to represent this energy. A more current example might be Mr. Burns from <laughs> The Simpsons. If that's okay. even current anymore, I don't know. But, you know, Pluto represents the shadow. So we all have Pluto on our charts somewhere. That re- represents our shadow side. And here, you know, with Pluto and Capricorn, we're going to see the shadow side of Capricorn. We're going to see the shadow side of business play out, the shadow side of capitalism, the shadow side of justice, the shadow side of corporate power, the shadow side of stubbornness in general. Capricorn energy is very much known for its stubbornness. It is that billy goat energy, or in this case, the sea goat, where if it doesn't want to do something, it's going to put put its foot down and say no. Mm -hmm. So Pluto at 29 degrees Capricorn is really having trouble accepting the fast-moving changes that are happening in our society, especially the changes that have happened since COVID. Accept, allow, permit, those are not words that Pluto at 29 degrees Capricorn would understand. Mm -hmm. This planetary placement is not meant to embrace change. If anything, it's meant to prevent change. Now, when Pluto re-enters Aquarius, and it will, in January of 2024, that's when we'll very likely see some changes made in our country and in the world that has everyone's best interest in mind. But in the meantime, Pluto and Capricorn will do its best to put the brakes on things and turn back the hands of time. But in the long run, it's not going to work because eventually Pluto and Capricorn will have to hand the keys over to Pluto and Aquarius. Pluto and Aquarius very much into futuristic thinking, looking for what's best for the group. And Pluto and Aquarius is also much more interested in embracing the unknown and taking risks. Pluto and Capricorn does not want to embrace the unknown and does not want to take risks. But um, big changes coming eventually. But in the meantime, we're just seeing some People stalling things for whatever reason. But that's all they can see, unfortunately. Um, And also keep in mind that Saturn, the planet that represents the laws, structures, and systems of society, is currently in Pisces. So Saturn is at the end of a cycle that it started back in April of 1996. April of 1996 was when Saturn last entered Aries and started this particular journey. It takes Saturn about 29 years to move around the zodiac. So when Saturn is passing through the final sign of its cycle and that final sign is always going to be Pisces, this is when you see certain systems break down and fall apart. And Saturn just entered Pisces about four months ago, and it will remain in Pisces until May of 2025. So between now and May of 2025, we're going to see certain systems erode if they no longer serve us effectively. Saturn will clear out what isn't working. So That's what Pluto and Saturn are currently Mm -hmm. up to, yeah. And if you don't like the way certain court decisions have gone recently, just know that once Pluto re-enters Aquarius in January of next year, things could swing the other way very quickly. Um, So that's all I got there. But anyway, you know, I mentioned at the top of the show that Almy is a Scorpio, and she's been a Scorpio her entire life, and every week I like to ask Almy a question to get her Scorpio take on life. Elmi, thank you, as Mm -hmm. always, for joining us. Mm
1: -hmm. Sure.
0: Um, And I think we'll just go right into a little trivia game, if that's okay with you. Sure. And what everyone... What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some names of... of, Actually, no. I'm going to play a little trivia game with you. What everyone in this game has in common is that they all have Saturn in Pisces. Mm -hmm. I mentioned just now that Saturn is in Pisces. And all of these celebrities were born when Saturn was in Pisces, which means... All of these celebrities are currently experiencing their Saturn returns mm. some for the first time usually you experience the first one around the ages of 29 30 somewhere in there some of them for the second time uh, usually late 50s is when you experience it for the second time and then Ridley Scott who I thought about including in this he's experiencing as well in his 80s uh, he's having his third Saturn return so yes. wishing um, Ridley Scott the best.
1: Wow. Uh,
0: But for the other folks here, um, I'll just give you some clues. Now, this is kind of an inside joke between Almy and and I, but this is an actor. We joke about him, and he's played the character Hannibal Lecter on the TV show Hannibal. (laughs) I
1: know where this is going. And
0: we joke that he's really into stuffed crust pizza, which is not going to make any sense to anyone outside of me and Almy. But uh, <laughs> Almy, as a Scorpio, can you guess who this actor is?
1: That would be Moz
0: Mickelson. Moz Mickelson, born with Saturn in Pisces. Okay, yes. Yeah. Yes. This next actress, she's an Oscar winner. She won Best Supporting Actress for the movie Fences and was also on the hit TV show How to Get Away with Murder. She also has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Can you name this actress?
1: Viola Davis.
0: Yes, yes, she has Saturn and Pisces. Pisces. This next actor is a two time Tony winner, and he was also in the T V show Bloodline. And then he also Almy <laughs> and I watched a miniseries <laughs> called Fosse Verdon. Yeah. And in this miniseries he played Patty Chaevsky. Almy, can you name this actor?
1: Norbert Leo Butts.
0: Norbert Leo Butts. Yes. He's experiencing his Saturn return.
1: I was just thinking about Fosse Verdon recently. I don't know why. So that's weird that you would bring that up.
0: Did Bob Fosse recently have a birthday?
1: Maybe. Or what would have been his birthday, maybe. of course. Maybe. Yeah. Well, even though he's passed, it still is yeah. his birthday. Yeah, good birthday. Yeah. So maybe that's why we're thinking about it?
0: Maybe. I just remember seeing a picture of Bob Fosse in my Instagram feed for no reason.
1: Okay. So I just
0: assumed it was because it was his birthday, but...
1: It's probably all those Bob Fosse accounts you follow.
0: It is. Yeah, I follow a tremendous amount of Bob Fosse Instagram accounts, and I value all of them. Uh this next actor also was in Bloodline. Can you believe it? He has not won any Tonys, but he did win an Emmy for the TV show Friday Night Lights, and he played Norbert Leo Butz's brother on Bloodline. Can you name this actor?
1: Kyle Chandler?
0: Kyle Chandler. All right He's experiencing a saddened return. Okay. Now, this next uh, lady, person, woman... Uh, is experiencing her first Saturn return. The other people I've mentioned so far are most likely experiencing their second because of their age. Mm -hmm. This gal, because of her age, is experiencing her first Saturn return. She is a model. She's a TV personality. She has a modest 292 million Instagram followers. And she has a sister named Kylie. (laughs) And she's appeared on the show Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Can you name this woman?
1: Kendall Jenner.
0: Correct. Kendall Jenner has Saturn in Pisces. And then Rapid Fire, two bonus ones for you. These are worth nine points each. The first one is an actor. He played the character Dwight Schrute on The Office. Rainn Wilson. And this actor plays Iron Man in the Marvel movies.
1: Robert Downey Jr.
0: Yes. Rain Wilson and Robert Downey Jr. Okay. also experiencing Saturn Returns, wishing everyone the best with their Saturn Returns. They're never particularly fun, but they can make us grow in ways we never thought possible, and mm-hmm. they put us in a stronger place once they're completed.
1: And how can our listeners figure out when their Saturn Return is?
0: Uh, our listeners you would go to your chart and find out what sign your Saturn is in. And, again, you can kind of go by age, really. I mean, if you're 29 to 30, you've already had it. And then you won't have another one until your mid to late 50s. Um, But right now, Saturn's in Pisces. If you were born with Saturn and Pisces, you are having your Saturn return. If you were born with Saturn in Aries, yours would start in May of 2025. Um, And then just follow each sign after that in order. But, um, that's how you'd find it. And, um, again, yeah, Saturn returns can be tricky. Um, it just, like, kind of mentioned, like, how it's doing while Saturn is in Pisces in general with kind of clearing out systems that are no longer working. It'll do that in our own personal lives. You know, if there are relationships we're not meant to have anymore or a career or a job we're not meant to have in the interest of growing, um, especially spiritually or growth for your soul, um, Saturn can take that stuff away, but it always brings in something else and puts you on a different path that you might find even more fulfilling. And you just might not have, you might not have willingly made these choices, but when you had this situation where you don't really have another choice, you can find a way to work with it. Um, That's kind of Saturn return in a nutshell, I guess. Excellent. Or my version of it. (laughs) So, Emily, thank you for playing Ask a Scorpio trivia yet again, and um, looking forward to talking to you on Ask a Scorpio next week. And also, I guess for the remainder of this podcast episode too, we're not going anywhere. So.
1: No, thanks for having me. Yeah,
0: okay. So anyway, today is Sunday, uh, July second. It is full moon eve, and. You know, the main thing today is that Venus is forming a square with Uranus. What that can mean is some surprises around money or love or relationships. It can also kind of represent eccentric behavior, that kind of a thing. Uh, The moon tonight uh, is forming a sextile with Saturn. Now, that can be very stable, grounding energy. It can also maybe be a bit depressing. It's one of those things where it can be a little bit too much reality, but you know it's it's a positive aspect let's put it that way okay um now in the wee hours as we approach the full moon um things are going to get a little more uh, squirrely so to speak the full moon will be exact around 4:30 a.m on monday uh, the moon will form an opposition with mercury around that time it's also going to form a trine with jupiter around that time so uh, the Jupiter influence is going to bring just maybe some tremendous thoughts of abundance and just possibility and letting your mind just kind of daydream and race and just see what kind of great thoughts you can have, what kind of new ideas you can have, that kind of a thing. I mentioned the full moon will be at the 11th degree. Um, that is an Aquarian degree, so that could bring some additional surprises to things, that kind of stuff. But I, I see a lot of mental energy involved here. Um, So Monday is basically just working with the full moon. Mm -hmm. By the time Tuesday rolls around, uh, we'll still be feeling it a bit. Uh, The moon will form a conjunction with Pluto around 9.45 a.m. on the 4th of July. And that can be kind of – that's like a power struggle sort of dynamic. Um, Not the happiest, most pleasant, easygoing energy. People can be taking themselves very, very seriously or certain things that maybe you don't normally take seriously – all of a sudden you are. It's a matter of life and death. Um, So that's around 10 a.m. Pacific time that the moon will form that conjunction with Pluto. So if you can make it through that, maybe give it a couple of hours for that to pass, So maybe around like 12 p.m. Pacific time on the 4th of July. Around then, it's kind of smooth sailing the rest of the way. So if you can avoid some early morning uh, arguments or grumpiness, um, the rest of the 4th is looking pretty good. I mean, the moon will be in Aquarius by then, The moon enters Aquarius around 10.30 a.m. on the 4th, and uh, it's not forming any aspects the rest of the day. And Actually, there's no planetary aspects after 10.30 a.m. Pacific time on Tuesday. It's just kind of smooth sailing, so hopefully you can rest and enjoy your day. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday, the moon is going to be a bit cranky. It's going to be forming these squares with the other fixed signs, know, it's going to be forming a square with Jupiter, which is currently in Taurus, it's going to form a square with Uranus, which is also currently in Taurus. And then into Thursday, the moon is going to oppose Venus and oppose Mars. Uh, we have this sort of uh, standoff between Taurus, Leo, and Aquarius energy on Wednesday and Thursday. And all of those signs are fixed signs. They don't like to change. They don't like to budge or, or give an inch. They are very, they can be very rigid and very proud of their beliefs and what they stand for. Um, so there's not going to be a lot of flexibility on Wednesday and Thursday. So one of the, another one of those days where it's like if you're looking for a compromise in a situation, it might not be that easy to come by. Maybe wait until later on Thursday when the moon enters Pisces, and then some flexibility will return to things um main event on Thursday I'm looking at is that Mars is going to be in conjunct Neptune on Thursday So Mars and Neptune will be 150 degrees apart and when you have a situation like this, Mars is that very restless energy like I, I need to fight for myself and just defend myself just very I um, always wants to duke it out and when it's bumping up against Neptune that can bring some confusion to things So Mars might be feeling restless and confused. And might want to pick a fight, but again, it's not necessarily directing its energy at the right situation or mm-hmm. the right person. It could be very confused. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of flailing, so to speak. So watch out for that. Watch don't for that. yeah, don't make any impulsive decisions on Thursday. Even if you are worked up about something, I'd say go for a long walk or something instead, because you might not be working with the best information or you might be kind of confused about about something. So later on Thursday the moon's going to enter Pisces around 10 30 AM and then there will just be this tremendous amount of water in the air. We are in cancer season which is a water And then with uh, Pisces, uh, the moon entering Pisces, that's just additional water. So uh, a lot of emotion out there, a lot of creativity, a lot of, you know, working with your intuition, that kind of thing. Mercury is going to form a nice sextile with Uranus on Thursday around 10 p.m. Pacific time. And that can encourage some, um, you know, more imaginative kind of thinking, more creative kind of thinking. Uh, seeing alternatives, which maybe we were not seeing on Wednesday and most of Thursday, so that could be helpful. And then Friday, July seventh, looks downright pleasant. The moon will continue to be in Pisces, and it's forming nice aspects with Jupiter and the Sun and Uranus, and even Saturn, playing nice with Saturn. And then as we get into Saturday, July eighth, uh, again, Moon is in uh, Pisces for most of the day. It will enter Cancer. or am sorry, the next one will enter enter Aries around 12 p.m. on Saturday, July 8th. Um, And then the moon will start its new cycle. Uh, Anytime it enters Aries, that's the start of the new cycle. So that's kind of what we're working with. The main events really this week is the full moon. I'd say this week is very front-loaded with maybe some, you know, that zany energy that we attribute to full moons. Middle of the week is maybe dealing with some stubbornness, some friction, some frustrations because of the Aquarius moon forming those squares and oppositions. But then later in the week, the energy flows again once we're in Pisces. And then looking ahead to the next week really quick, on Monday, July 10th, Mars will enter Virgo, and it will remain in Virgo until August 27th. And on Tuesday, July 11th, Mercury will enter the sign of Leo, where it will stay until July 28th. And for those looking way ahead, uh, in case you were wondering when the next Mercury retrograde starts, That is August 23rd, so we've got a ways until uh, the next Mercury retrograde. So, In the meantime, enjoy the full moon. We love you. Thank you for listening. Happy Fourth of July, and uh, I think Elmi is going to take us out with a couple deep breaths.
1: We're going to take three deep breaths in through our nose and out through our mouth, but first, let's release the tension that's in our body. Release the tension in your forehead. Unclench your jaw, and let your shoulders drop. Get in a comfortable position, sitting down, lying down, and just get relaxed. If you would like to close your eyes, you can do so now. Let's take that first slow deep breath in and out. In. Out. In. Out. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for following us on Instagram at Something About Astrology. We hope that you have a wonderful rest of your weekend, a great week ahead, and we will talk to you again soon.